Welcome to Rainbow Soul Vodcast, where our soul astrology comes forward to help you manage your everyday life with forecasts and deep dives on natal charts and queer perspectives on the planets, transits, and more. A group discussion about upcoming transits with tips on how to read these transits in your own chart. Hollis offers years of wisdom and natal chart knowledge with Brighthawk's positive perspective and lacrosse's inquiry. We offer the complete queer astrology experience. Welcome to Rainbow Soul. Please help us by subscribing, sharing, and commenting and reviewing. You can also learn where else Rainbow Soul is offered on our website at rainbowsoul.show. Welcome, welcome. I'm Hollis Taylor, and I'm here with you back from heart surgery. Yes, I survived. And I have a little oxygen just because I live at 9,000 feet. If you know anything about altitude, living at 9,000 feet, well, it's challenging on the lungs, and so is heart surgery. So uh, so I just have to wear the oxygen a little bit, okay? Especially if I'm going to talk. So, um, but I'm perfectly okay. I can walk. I walk every day, 2,500 plus steps, and uh, and everything's okay. My heart's good. Okay, so everything turned out really great. <clears throat> and just to just to relieve that right away. Okay, and I am an astrologer. So if you're tuning in and you're new, I'm one of the astrologers here, and you know you can get an astrology reading with me at divineandrogen.com and hi there I'm Bright Hawk author artist astrologer storyteller musician and you can learn more about me and order my book The Dancing Hippo they can also find your Etsy your new Etsy store and I have a new Etsy store you guys that's right I make crystal grids that are really pretty fun in sacred geometry so you put your crystals on there and then you can kind of focus your energy There's two sides to each one you can learn all about it at bright hawk art at etsy and um you could just go to brighthawkproductions.com and there's a link to the etsy that's the store. easiest way to do it for sure yeah and i am lacrosse ortiz um i am the creator of the Fool's Journey Color Journal. Um, still haven't finished the series. I'm working on it, working on it, working on it. I was hoping to get it done by September, but yeah, busy, busy, busy. Um, and you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Okay, awesome. Well, I'm so glad everybody's here. I'm so glad that you're joining us today. I want to invite you to take a little break, take a minute to ground yourself. Just put your feet on the floor, feel your bottom in the chair. Take a few deep breaths and center yourself. self-centered in yourself close your eyes if you can and I invite you to take a little walk 
under the night sky the stars shining beautiful bright they seem to sparkle forever just seem to go on and on and on like there's no end and there's layer upon layer and on one side of you is glowing full and bright the full moon has just passed super moon so it's kind of close and big and you can feel it pooling on you and as you stare at the moon and all of its texture and colors seem to glow out of it you can almost feel it pooling on mostly made of water and the moon and water are deeply connected and as the moon speaks to your waters within your body you can hear and feel your intuition centered self and your deep connection to the earth and the moon and how the earth and the moon are connected and come back 
present. Wiggle your fingers and your toes. Take a few deep breaths. Open your eyes. with the moon you gotta follow whatever your intuition says yes and i'm wearing my shirt with the moon the dancing hippo is all about the dancing under the full moon mm-hmm. being your bliss enjoying being your almost authentic self and letting yourself shine yeah <laughs> like the moon i think it's um you know one of the things that i do in coaching is that people that have strong cancer placements mm. Or Pisces placements, or if they have a strong moon in their chart, Mm -hmm. I always tell them to keep a moon calendar Mm -hmm. because a lot of the times, like whatever's going on with you, it came from the moon. Yeah. It's like it's connected to the moon. So, like, even if you're not any of those placements or you don't know, um, I would still suggest that keep a moon calendar. Like, just you know, maybe get, there's lots of free apps that will tell you where the moon is and what phase it's in. And, um, it does matter how close the moon is to the earth. And, uh, and you know, we know that the moon and the tides are connected and we are like whatever, 78% water or something. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, it just seems to me like we're connected to the moon. Lacrosse, did they ever like have any moon connection to the the indigenous people i'm sure oh i know our tribe did um maroya is the moon avatar or the representation of the moon and uh there's like, there's plenty of like stories and things like that i think one of them is where the sun and and her keep passing because they use feminine for the moon and how they constantly keep passing they love each other but they're always the sun and the moon are always missing each other and only once in a while hence the eclipse is when they're when they get to be together but that's a story i i actually found out that are in multiple cultures not just the taino oh really so yeah Yeah. it's it's pretty interesting don't you ever wonder like maybe the indigenous people like you know taino people were were trading maybe with somebody like the mayans or something and they they traded stories and so then you know and then the stories kind of grew with each storyteller that carries it back to another tribe absolutely and so i am pretty sure that happened yeah well the dainos were great explorers they actually found petroglyphs in new york that are dying so they would go up and down the coast 
they would go to um, like we got our bate we got from uh, I think it's the, the Mayan or the Aztec I'm not sure but that's like where the soccer game it's kind of like a soccer game that they would play and and I don't remember or it could be Incan I don't I don't remember but I know we have we got that from them we have multiple ones from different uh, different cultures the Cherokee call us cousins so it's pretty cool because they found like I said petroglyphs in Georgia petroglyphs in New York in a cave wow. in New York and of all places so wow in a cave yeah. because maybe yeah. they went in there because it was safe yeah I mean you know well, we believe we came from a cave okay. so caves are like going which is true we did come from yeah, a cave. It is. <laughs> so yeah. they uh they they find a lot of uh comfort they would find comfort in being in the cave so. interesting yeah and i just i just wanted to say you know that the moon is yeah. super super affects all of us and different different cultures see it differently but i think everybody agrees that we're connected to the moon yeah, so, yeah. So, Brighthawk, I bet you have lots to tell us about the moon. <laughs> oh, I, I have lots to say, period, about lots of things. So <laughs> I'm trying to pick it wisely. Um, you know, I think one of the things about astrology and the sky and the sun and the moon is we all experience it. Everybody has it. Everybody is experiencing the, the, the sky, no matter where you are, no matter what's happening, no matter what your placements are, we're all experiencing it. The cool thing about astrology and knowing your chart is knowing how it's aspecting, how it's speaking to you, your soul purpose, your soul journey, um, and the relevance of that. And and I feel like the sun and the moon obviously are the fastest movers in the sky that we experience very quickly, uh, very relevantly every day. Um, the moon moves two and a half signs, uh, sorry, two and a half days. Every two and a half days, it changes signs. Changes zodiac signs. Changes zodiac signs. Okay. Um, whereas, of course, the, the sun is in a zodiac sign for about 30 days. So <clears throat> the, um, the, the experiencing, experiencing what we all are experiencing right now, which is a waning phase of the moon we had the full moon on friday now it's waning we're all experiencing that shedding interesting that the new york city floods in brooklyn and and the east coast all of that happened high tide full tide full 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 harvest moon so i don't know if it was made worse by that but i wouldn't be surprised and you've got Saturn in Pisces for a long time, which is constantly are talking about how it's not a strong placement for Saturn and Pisces. Saturn is all about structures. Pisces is all about water. What are we seeing? Flooding all over the place, all over the place. So, yeah, and usually in a mm, karmic way. Yeah, so usually in a karmic way. Yeah. Some of this Saturn's very karmic. So if you're in your Saturn returns, you should know that's kind of what it does. That's, so, you know, so if you listen, a lot of times Saturn will give you lots of warning ahead of time. It'll knock on your door, knock on your window and say, hello, 
did you do this? And if you didn't do it, it's probably not going to be great. It can bring some great rewards if you are doing your work. And if you're not doing your work and you know you're not doing it, you know you're not getting to the things you committed deep inside to. It doesn't have to be what you've committed to anyone else. It's right. really about what you've committed to you. You know you came here with a purpose and a reason and you matter and your life is significant. And the goal for each of us is to live that, live your purpose, live your life the way you committed to before you even came here. That's what I think. Absolutely. And so happy birthday, Libras. We're talking about October 2nd to the 8th. Happy birthday, Libra friend. Lacrosse is our favorite Libra. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and I'll tell you, Libra season uh, is cardinal. So if you start feeling pushed to uh cardinal get things earth. done cardinal air. air cardinal air so if you start feeling pushed to get things done cardinal means cardinal in zode in astrology means you're the first one you you take off and it's the beginning of the season so it tends so cardinal signs all the cardinal signs tend to so they happen after equinox, after solstice. Mm -hmm. Those are the four big ones of the year. They tend to be the leaders. So the Libra. They tend to Capricorn, be the not just Aries and Leo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Leo. Okay. I think. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Those are the cardinals. Um. Okay. So, and what usually ends up happening is that the cardinal signs, they tend to like kind of take off faster. It doesn't mean that they're better. It just means that they take off faster. Um, not always good. Okay. But it is. Mutable. Well, their mutable is a little bit more like swing back and forth and can do either one. And that's like, you know, that's the middle of the season. It can kind of go the forward. The end of the mutable. Okay. Sagittarius. And then fixed is... Those are the end. The right. The, well, I guess it goes. I thought it was cardinal, cardinal mutable fixed. Fixed mutable. Cardinal fixed mutable. That's what it does. Okay. So you go Aries is the cardinal. Yeah, because Taurus, Taurus is, is fixed. fixed. Gemini. Gemini is mutable. Okay. And Sagittarius is mutable, opposite Gemini. So the fixed signs. Yeah. They tend to kind of go kicking and screaming. They're the, you know, they're the, they may delay what they're doing. It's not necessarily because they're slow or dumb or whatever uh, judgment you want to put on it. It's actually usually from a level of hesitation. <clears throat> okay. Mm -hmm. um, it's a level of like, I don't know if I want to do this. I don't know if I should do this. I don't, I'm not sure. I'm sometimes fear um and sometimes some other hesitation mm. hesitation um and sometimes fixed signs are also they'll be the most loyal in all of the zodiac uh they'll, they'll be the the most loyal out of all, all of them <clears throat> so um okay so and it starts with aries aries is 
uh, is the first cardinal sign. But Libra is a cardinal sign. And, and the last the last full moon was a full moon in Aries. <clears throat> which is the opposite of Libra. Yes, I now felt it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of people did. Mm -hmm. Big yeah. energy. A lot of people felt it. And, you know, and the thing is, is that it, it can make things go kind of fast which I guess is probably what happened in New York City, right? We had a big flood. And, um, you know, so some things there. Now, uh, during this time, Neptune will be opposite of Mercury. So that's, Neptune is like, it's down there in Pisces, which is its ruling sign. And so that's a lot of illusions and... um like dreams and Neptune's harder to hold on to just like water and so it can sometimes leave you with this feeling of not understanding it and it's just because it's like water so it feels like dreams and things that 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 are hard to hold on to okay and visions and illusions and it's opposite it's opposite Mercury in Virgo. And Virgo is the opposite of that. It is the opposite of Pisces, where you feel like you can't hold on to it, because it's an Earth sign. And so with Mercury opposite of it, you might feel like you can't say you're having a hard time expressing yourself, um, or like you'll be expressing yourself okay, but you're not sure, you're not sure if you really conveyed what you have to say about your heart in your heart or your emotions or whatever so it could feel like those kinds of things are happening and you know I wanted to point out that the north node um is this is pretty intense that the north node is intensely across the sky from Mars um and that we going on this week um the thing about that is that Mars's action and the North Node is where you're going, but they're opposite of each other. And so with the North Node in Aries, it's like you think you're supposed to go this way, but your action is taking you somewhere else. So if you find yourself not following through, not doing what you're supposed to do, or something like that, or like me, I cheated on my water, broader water restriction for, okay, like those kinds of things. If you find yourself doing that, that's what that's what's going on. Mars is opposite the, the North Node. Okay, like you know you want to go this way, but but you're doing the opposite thing. Okay. Now, but there is a grand trine, a kite in the sky and a grand trine um in Earth. And so the grand trine is in Earth with uh Mercury and the moon. Yep and Uranus, which are conjunct, and Pluto in Capricorn. So it's a grand trine, and there's also a kite with Neptune. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, it's it's uh, positive. So, you know, if you have something to learn or whatever, that's what's going on. And the south node is sextiling um, Juno and Venus. So Juno and Venus are very much about commitment and relationship. So you could be easily finding like oh whatever happened last week with your partner you've let it go or uh or that you just 
find some sort of peace in relationship. Okay? So those are the main aspects of this week. Well, in terms of the moon, we've been talking about last Friday's full moon. Of course, that makes it a waning gibbous moon. And now the moon is currently in Taurus. And it's exalted in Taurus. The moon likes being in Taurus. It's trustworthy. Moon in Taurus is very determined, as you can think of the bull as, you know, very affectionate, very artistic. Remember, Taurus is ruled by Venus. So there's that artistic love of fine things, love of beauty. On the other side of Taurus, the challenge of a Taurus moon can be obstinate, stubbornness, um, fixedness. We talked about it at the beginning, <clears throat> a rigidity. But the moon loves being in Taurus and um, is exalted. And so uh, the positive aspects of the moon are, are this is this trine with um, Mercury and Pluto. And of course, it's conjuncting Uranus. So the challenging sides are, of the moon is that it's in a square to Venus and it's answering to Venus. So it's definitely in a conversation about what's going on with our relationships, what's calling to our attention, the moon is going to have to answer to Venus and Leo. And the and Venus and Leo is finally back where it was when it went retrograde, like at the end of summer, mm -hmm. so long ago. So um, if stuff was going on back then, it may be revisited. Um, but at the same time, it's a conversation. So it's with both Venus and, of course, Juno, because they're together down there, and Lil. So you have all of those female representations. And how's the conversation? Do you have a female boss? How's that conversation going? I don't know. <laughs> but with the trying to Mercury, hopefully it's, it's, it, it's balanced out. And trines means that it stays in the same element, right? Well, if it's a grand trine. Right. Yeah. Um, so the, all the elements of the, all the points of the trine are in earth signs. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it looks like it, Venus and stuff is at a tip of a kite there. Mm -hmm. um, you can see it's a really light grand trine in the background in water. Uh, but then the tip of the kite there in Leo, Venus and Leo. And it's conjunct, almost conjunct Lilith and conjunct yeah. Juno. Yeah. So, and they're in Leo. And Leo is very noble. And so I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, you've moved past whatever you had going on with your relationships. And maybe you're seeing, maybe you're seeing good behavior. Maybe you're seeing noble behavior. Um, loyalty will be coming up. Um and, you know, it's going to depend on where it is in your chart, how it plays out. But with Lilith there, it's going to add a, a level of independence as well. So loyalty and independence, which, you know, they can go together. So, you know, um, I think it's a, I think it's a pretty good, I think it's a good aspect because it's part of the grand trend. Mm -hmm. So I think it's like, you know, relationship stuff, if you had stuff like that going on. Okay. Um, so anyway, so I think it's a positive aspect. So whatever you got going on with relationships or whatever is probably ended. 
and you should be moving off into better waters as far as relationship, love goes. And, you know, if you're not in relationship, pay attention to your other relationships. Like if you're not in a love relationship, be looking at your other, your friendships um, and other relationships, especially with women or feminine expressing people. It doesn't just have to be like a cisgender woman. Could absolutely be trans women um, and people that are expressing feminine. So, like, if you have a drag queen friend and uh, your relationship with her got smoother during this time, same thing, you see. <laughs> so, because uh, she's expressing in a feminine way. Okay. And, um, okay. So, on the next day, Tuesday, Pluto is trying Mercury, which I think is really good because you'll finally be able to speak. Remember I said yesterday that I said that yesterday you might have some trouble expressing exactly what's in your heart. But then once Pluto is trining um, Mercury, that's going to be a lot about expressing yourself and it's a positive aspect. So it's going to be an easy conversation. You're going to be able to say what you need to say. And, you know, it's going to make it a little bit easier for things to be expressed in words. Now, Saturn is opposite Lilith and Venus. Um, so Saturn could be asking you if you're truly doing the right thing for yourself. Um, if you're taking care of yourself, especially um in your relationships with men or masculine people um especially more sacred masculine people not toxic more the sacred masculine people um in your life and then also with the system so like if you have anything going on with the system you know and that includes the medical field right so anything like that saturn's going to just challenge you a little bit with your relationship with them okay um and that could look like a lot of different things especially with venus and lilith involved venus is about love and financial things and um and about physical you know physical stuff uh but lilith is about independence okay so material things and lilith opposite Saturn in Pisces and Saturn is is going to be um <clears throat> Saturn's going to be a little bit strong because uh just because of that that aspect it's going to pull down on it it's a little bit more <clears throat> um expressed I guess and so uh Saturn's just going to make it a little bit the system is going to be challenging somehow and um, there's a yod pointing to Neptune, which is really great. Um, so that's spiritual. Now it's coming from, um, relationships and, um, even if you're, um, on stage with, uh, Venus and Leo always makes me think of somebody on stage. Um, and so Venus and Leo um relationships on stage um also with mars and libra 
even though Mars is opposite the North Node right now, it's also going to be part of that Yod. So whatever's happening, that's going to be very destined. You're not going to have a whole lot of control over it, but it could have a lot to do with like dreams or visions um, or understanding them to a deeper degree, especially related to women on stage. Um, and Neptune um, is going to be trining the part of fortune. So to me, that says that's a good thing because like whatever you're visioning on Tuesday. So if you're like, I really need an extra hundred dollars in my paycheck or something. Okay. To Tuesday's the day to do that. Okay. Um, especially like if it has anything to do with family or, um, or like education or, uh, things that are related to cancer, uh, the, the zodiac sign cancer, because the part of fortune's in cancer. And since it's trining Neptune in, in, you know, Pisces, it, you know, if you have some sort of vision and Neptune's very strong and when Neptune is in a trine, it tends to make your visions come true. Okay. So that's a good. Well, on this day, the moon has now moved into Gemini. And the moon is pretty happy in Gemini. It's a it's a it's a thinker moon, you know, it's an active mind. I should say not thinker, I should say active mind. So the moon in Gemini is versatile and witty and charming, all the things Gemini is lively, amusing, diplomatic, great networker. On the challenge side of a Gemini moon, there can be disorganization, inconsistency, wishy-washiness, superficial, cunning, manipulative. Um, Gemini, two-faced, you know, right? That's That can be the real challenge of a Gemini. It's like, whoa, two-faced. Um, so uh, the, the benefit side of a Gemini is they're, they're great thinkers and, and they are great at like seeing the situation and improving it. And, and getting everybody to get along, great party hosts, that kind of thing. Um, now, Gemini, of course, is ruled by Mercury. And so it answers to Mercury, and Mercury is currently in Virgo. So um, the moon is in, it, you know, the, there's not a ton of aspects for the moon this day. There's a trine with Pallas Athena. So that's great strategy. That's, again, the, the conversation we've been having about the female energy and it and the preponderance of energies in Leo right now. Um, so Pallas Athena is in a trine with the moon, and that's very positive. And, um, you know, it's, it's all pretty good right there. Mm-hmm. There's also a mystic rectangle with the part of fortune mm. and Neptune and Pluto. And Mercury. So that's kind of, um, I'm just going to say it's watery and earthy. And so um, if some things start to come true, some change happens, it's going to probably happen on Tuesday. Mm. Yeah. And um, okay. And so then Wednesday, the North Node is trining Venus. So the North Node is about our destiny. It's a very strong placement. Um, the North Node right now is playing a lot of big parts. Um, the nodes are actually playing some pretty big parts here in Aries and Libra. 
The north node is in Aries and the south node is in Libra. Okay, they're always opposite in the sky from each other. And so the north node, these the north node, the nodes are points related to the moon. And actually all planets have mode nodes, but the but the nodes are actually related to the moon. So um <clears throat> so the north node in Aries is trining Venus. Juno and Lilith, which are kind of all hanging out there together in Leo, um, they're all conjunct, and the part of fortune is kind of approaching it. So there's something good happening. There's some goodness happening. There, there's some sort of way you're going, and things are coming together, which sounds great to me for healing. Okay, so if you're healing from something, I know I'm not the only one. For some reason, a whole bunch of people that had surgery around the time I did um, and so I'm just going to say, if you're healing from something or you had COVID or something, it's, it's going to start getting better Tuesday, Wednesday, okay? It's just going to keep getting better from there, okay? And you're going to feel it. You're going to know it, and it's going to feel good, okay? And if there was some relationship troubles you've been dealing with or anything else like that, things are going to start coming together, it's actually really positive. Mm -hmm. And the only thing is, is that Mars is opposite the North Node. So just be careful of your actions. You know, try not to sabotage yourself. That's, you what, that's what I'm trying to say. Mars yeah. sometimes can be a little sabotage -y, okay? And it can be kind of toxic at times. Check your impulsivity. But Mars doesn't really like uh, Libra. It doesn't like being in Libra uh, because, you know, Libra is ruled by Venus. So, and Mars is the opposite of that, opposite of love. It's the opposite of love. It's war. And uh, so it's it's not really interested in, um, it's, it's not as strong, I don't think, as the trine with Aries and Venus um, because I just feel like that's a stronger trine. And even that's stronger than the opposition. I don't think the opposition will throw us that much off because Mars is in its fall in, right. in Libra. Mm -hmm. Well, the moon is very well aspected on this day. You're right. It's great for healing because there's the moon is obviously still in Gemini and it's in a sextile to Juno, a sextile to Chiron, the healer, a sextile to the North Node. So you are very positive. You're, you're very right. There's a lot of positive healing energy on this day. And um, I say blessings to one and all. Everybody on the healing path, whatever you're healing from, yeah. just know that Tuesday, Wednesday, and onward are looking good for us. Yeah. Okay? And, and that includes, like, healing from emotional stuff, you know, relationships and stuff like that. Now, there's a yod pointing at Lilith and Juno from Pluto and Neptune, which I thought was interesting because Pluto, Pluto's about change and power, and Neptune is sometimes about illusions. So, like, right away, when you start to put Neptune and Pluto together, I start to think narcissism, <laughs> um, especially in Pisces or Capricorn, because Capricorn can sometimes be cold on its shadow side. Pisces on its shadow side can sometimes be victimish or 
uh, manipulative, okay, um, in its shadow, okay, and every every zodiac sign has shadow and light, okay, and we choose which one we engage in. We do, and uh, but I'm just gonna say, if you were dealing with narcissism, and it had something to do with a relationship you're probably, something's going to probably happen on this day. Mm. So it could just be that they reach out to you and you stay no contact. It could be that you, they say something or do something that you're like, you are a fucking narcissist. Okay. <laughs> um, and it could be something like that, you know, it just could be something simple as that. Like, it just feels like, and it's going to have a lot to do with the illusion of narcissism. Like, because Pluto is about power and control. It's also about death and the other side. Transformation. Ne and Neptune is also about spirituality. Um, but it's also about illusions. And um, you could easily be under illusions. And since it's in a yod with Juno and Lilith, and even the part of fortune, the part of fortune is approaching them. So that makes me think it's probably going to be good. It's probably going to be like, you're going to, you're going to realize so-and-so is a narcissist or get validation or. Well, because the moon is about to conjunct Vesta right there. Yeah. And that's going to speak to your values, right? Uh -huh. What are you loyal to? What, what, what do you value? And the moon is going to be, is also, yeah, right there. And it's, it's in Cancer. It's so. ju it just came home, right? So it's home in Cancer, right. conjunct Vesta. And, um, but it is in a bit of a challenging conversation with Mercury. It's in a square to Mercury. So that, that conversation, um, but at the same time, and again, I would say these are really positive. I think there's a lot of good energy on this day. A trying to Saturn. The moon is trining Saturn and it's trining Ceres. Mm -hmm. And Ceres is about what are you, um, what are you um, nurturing in this world, giving birth to, um, mm -hmm. helping move along. So Ceres is like motherhood in, in some respects, but it doesn't have to be a physical baby. It could be what you take care of in this world things other things you manifest or take care of yeah so that's i i that those are really positive i think there's some really good energy that day um that feels very positive yeah and the north node is still trining lilith and juno so it makes me think like there could be like a hiccup in some sort of relationship or some sort of thing going on with you but just know that it'll turn out all right okay so even if something kind of goes wrong a little bit on this day you can just know that it will turn out cool mm. and now um now that yod will continue into the next day which is what like saturday uh, we're up to the 6th, I think, is a Friday. Mm -hmm. Okay. Moon in Cancer. It's the last quarter cancer. moon. Um, by the way, I didn't say the aspects of Cancer Moon. Obviously, the can moon is at home in Cancer. The moon rules that house, uh, that sign, I mean. And, and Cancer is 
A Cancerian moon is imaginative, sympathetic. Think about the crab is always at home, right? Protective, tenacious, <laughs> uh, loyal, very loyal. Um, and then also think about the crab. Can be moody, can be possessive, can be critical, uh, self-pitying perhaps. Um, so the the moon in Cancer can be very emotional. It's very uh, uh, very much about family, hearth, and home. Yeah, really likes to make sure everyone's taken care of, got everything you need. My experience of my father who was a Cancer um, was uh, he had a very long runway. He had a lot of patience. But then at the end of his patience, it went very quickly. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty true of cancer altogether. Cancer, sometimes I'll say to them, so you'll all of a sudden be yelling and then you realize you're mad. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's because it's cancer. You don't, you're not really, a, they're not as aware of their emotions. Their emotions just kind of come falling out and then they're like, I'm mad or I'm sad or Interesting. whatever it is. Yeah. Um, cancer, cancer also, uh, and I think it has a lot to do with, you know, that's why we use the crab as the representation, you know, it's got that hard shell on the outside. So cancer tends to present in a particular way. And then all of a sudden the emotions, they have a soft inside. Yeah, for sure. So then the emotions come up. And then they're like, what? Now I'm sad or I'm angry or whatever. And now I have to deal with this emotion. Um, they can usually deal with it, usually in a good way. They're very family oriented. Um, so, you know, they can usually, once they get to know themselves pretty well, they can usually manage it pretty well. But um, so, you know, cancer, I notice, um, I also notice that people with cancer placements are very very smart people they appreciate education yes. they're uh, usually very sharp yeah they regardless of whether you're a cancer sun rising or moon right uh you probably value education among above above all other things yeah um and that's there's nothing wrong with that um so it's just kind of the way it is well on friday the aspects of the moon because it's still in cancer but it's almost all squares there's a sextile jupiter so we can celebrate that but it's the everything that it was trining or sextiling before it's not squaring so it's squaring chiron it's squaring the sun and it's in the t-square that t-square and um i so, noticed it's sextiling jupiter and that's that's pretty yeah, good jupiter's big energy so yeah. in terms of of you know positives that's a big positive not a little that's positive. a pretty big positive there um and with chronos with the moon what there chronos about chronos is a god and you can read about it online but chronos is usually represents high things can also be about like education so higher education okay. or um or even things like chronos was in a interesting placement and interesting trine when we when humans figured out how to fly oh 
when the airplanes were uh, invented. Well, so you if can you're kind a of kid it, and having a test on this day, maybe you'll do well. Yeah, so <laughs> it has a lot to do with things up high, literally, like airplanes, <laughs> uh, like yeah. airplanes and things like that. But it could also have a lot to do with like, um, like education and sure. and higher thinking and um, being a master at something. Nice. Being master, being a master at something. So. It's conjunct the moon and it's sextiling Jupiter. Jupiter. So that's so that's that's a pretty good thing. And so if you're flying on this day, uh, it's a great day to fly. Um, so you know that's why I keep it there. Kronos, I appreciate it. It's a it's a good day. It's a good it's a good sign for uh, experts and for flying. Uh, So if you fly, you want to pay attention to Kronos. Mm-hmm. Pay attention to how it's being affected at any time. All right. The weekend. So, yeah. We have a waning crescent moon that's now void in Cancer. It's going to be going into Leo, but not there yet. Probably during the night. And um, it, we're a little bit challenging here. We're opposite Pluto, uh, squaring Mars, squaring the North Node. In a trine to Neptune, and that all forms a grand cross. I see it's opposite Pluto there. Yeah, you see yeah. grand cross. Now, grand crosses can really, they can be challenging because it's two oppositions. And um, it's this or that. Right. And if you have the moon with Pluto, that makes me think about emotions and intuition and stuff like that versus power and control. Yeah. So right away, like you start to think about somebody controlling your emotions, right. okay, um, and that kind of going back and forth. So be careful about that on this day. Try not to control your own emotions. That's probably not a smart thing to do. Um, you have to allow your emotions to flow. You know, I was in a group and someone said, you know, something like, does the they're clearly having a dark soul, dark night of the soul. And mm. they were like, does the suffering and the pain ever end and oh, that kind of thing. And I said, it does. And then, oh, she asked, um, how do you stop it from hurting? And I said, you don't. You don't. You allow it to hurt. You allow it to flow. And then you embrace it. And so what does that look like? Well, it's going to depend on what it is. But if you've had a heartbreak or you've lost someone or something like that, then I'm going to say just allow yourself to cry. Allow yourself to be angry. Punch a pillow. Allow the emotions to come up in a safe way. It is possible. They won't kill you, I promise. They're only emotions. And the thing about emotions is they only last actually about five to ten seconds, and it's it's what we be what we react to afterwards that is the problem, okay? And that's where problems begin. But most of the time, if we just allow an emotion to come up, it will come up, and you know maybe you've had this happen, you've lost somebody, and then let's say they died, and you cry for just a couple of minutes. And then you find yourself with a tissue and you're wiping your face 
and you're moving past it because the emotion has come and passed. Okay. And so that's what you want to allow to happen. Allow the pain to come. Just try to express it in a healthy way. Don't hurt yourself or others. And, you know, even if that means you got to punch a pillow, listen to loud music or, or write nasty words on a piece of paper, who cares? Or, you know, or cry your eyes out, allow the emotion to come through. And then, and then uh, that's how you embrace it. And then you'll be able to walk into the light so much easier. But you, but you have to, you have to allow the emotion. And this is what I'm always talking about in coaching is that if you don't allow the emotion and you're constantly trying to stop it, you're probably not going to get over it. It's going to keep, yeah. it's going to keep yeah. doing it. So I'd say with Pluto and the moon, you know, they say, got to feel it to heal it. Yeah. You got to feel it. You got to let those emotions come up. So just whatever comes up on the weekend, just, just allow it. And know that if it's coming up, it's because now you can handle it and you can breathe and experience it and it's not going to kill you. It's, it's just an emotion. And maybe you could ask yourself, I wonder what I'm supposed to learn from this. Because we don't suffer for nothing. I really believe that. We do not suffer for nothing. We go through shit, we learn stuff, and then we move on. And we are hopefully better for the experience. Because that's what happens. You know, it'd be lovely if it happened when we were all comfortable, but it never does. <laughs> Which is why, you know, my... I've had teachers say comfort is the is the is the death of growth. You know, like don't be comfortable. And a lot of times we make our suffering worse. You oh know? yeah, we make it way worse. And so you know, be careful about what you think and say. Yeah. And you know, just and then it's really interesting to listen to listen or read uh, about the stuff that Joe Dispenza has been talking about about careful about noticing what your emotional historical cycle is are you always looking for something to be wrong to be mad at to blame to whatever because then those emotions become a chemical cascade that we become addicted to so then at every morning or every evening or every whatever whenever it is that you get triggered or want but you're suddenly your body's like okay it's time to get mad because that's what we do you know and we're off to the races on a on a habit or a routine. That you can be addicted to anger as much as you can be addicted to uh, drugs and alcohol. I completely agree. I've seen it with my own eyes. Mm -hmm. So good to pay attention. Good to decide what you want to, how you want to be, right. who you want to be in this world. Right. So the on, are we on Sunday the 8th? Yeah, the moon is in Leo. Leo, yeah. So the moon is in Leo and... Um, it's in a sextile to Pallas Athena and a sextile to Mercury, which is great. A little bit on the challenge side, we're going to be a square to Ceres, a T-square to Ceres and Jupiter, um, a square to Jupiter and a trine to Chiron. Uh -huh. So when the moon is in Leo, Leo is ruled by the sun. So the moon is answering to the sun. And the sun is in Libra. So... Um, the moon in Leo is about celebrating the finer things in life and uh, is affectionate, loves to be significant, lo 
great at being exuberant Mm -hmm. and very, you know, over the top, creative, broad-minded, likes to, you know, be very colorful, fun-loving. A Leo moon can also have some self-indulgence, some arrogance, some self-centeredness or conceitedness. Um, You know, the shadow side of Leo is definitely a bully and overbearing. So let's stick to the positive sides of Leo if we could for a minute. It's very affectionate is what I think of. I think of the affectionate lion. And so um, in a trying to Chiron, that's super positive in terms of healing good vibes and the sextile to Pallas Athena, which is about strategy, um, really great, very positive and sextile to Mercury. So communication, very positive, very good. Challenging with Jupiter and Ceres. So the um, Ceres energy is uh, how your projects are going. You might have to make some decisions. Um, Jupiter's always going to amplify things. And in the square, it's going to also force you to make a decision. So that's Sunday. The thing about Sunday, the thing about Sunday is that Pluto is square Mars. Mm. And Mars is the god of war, right? And Pluto is about power and control. Mm. That feels challenging. So I'm just gonna say, let's hope, let's yeah. hope the uh, powers that be in our country and our world uh, stay calm. So Pluto is in Capricorn, and Mars is in. Yeah, that's what makes me think Venus. it has something to do with the war or something. Ah, okay. Okay, wow. Um, Pluto well, square Mars is is not an easy aspect. No. It only happens for like a day or so. So this is Sunday, so Sunday, Monday. Hopefully nothing terrible will happen. Mm. Hopefully change will happen, which is the positive aspects of Pluto. Right. It kind of pushes you through change. But Mars is the god of war. And um, I would be paying attention to it right now if I was part of the Ukraine war in any way. Right. That's exactly what I was thinking. Right. And Mars also has a lot to do with in our personal lives, toxic men, um, arguments, anger, frustration, and it's squaring Pluto. So if you find yourself, someone else angry or mad at you uh, because you're not doing what they wanted you to do (laughs) or, um, you pissed off at somebody for them not doing what you want them to do mm. remember we can't control each other mm-hmm. so that's a pretty strong aspect on that day mm. the other aspect uh that's pretty strong is the south node in libra is sextiling juno and and lilith and venus that are all conjunct in leo mm. but that's about where we came from an old relationship but related to Pluto but Pluto is trining the part of fortune so hopefully whatever does happen with Pluto and Mars it's shooting us in the direction we need to go because part of fortune is sort of like where you're supposed to be going where good things happen and it's in Virgo so it's very practical and we're coming up to eclipse season my friends we'll be talking about that next time so that's something that to look forward to because eclipse season is a coming. Right. Here we go. Thank you. All right. 
Do you have anything you want to add? Uh, well, I thought it was neat about Kronos, about light, and we're in the season of the Raven. Mm. And um, there's a, one time I was at a gathering with an elder, and there were like different, it was like a gathering of different indigenous um, peoples from different tribes. And uh, we started talking, and I had talked about the hollow bone. And this elder got so upset and angry. What do you know about the hollow bone? What do you know about the hollow bone? That's my tribe's teaching. That's what we, and I looked at him and I'm like, because the word you learn it from, I said, well, the crow, the crow taught me. You know, I just studied the science behind it. And if anybody knows, the reason crows can fly is because their bones are hollow. Um, going back, when I started seeing how all these, like, um, you know, you were saying about Mars and all that. And the reason we can't fly is because of the marrow. All the shit that we hold on to. So we can't take flight. So when you start thinking of anger and you start thinking of all these obstacles that come in your way, that's just marrow building up in your bones, making it harder for you to take flight. So I thought that kind of walks, that, that kind of works pretty well with the crow and the raven. You know, if you want to take flight, get rid of the marrow, get rid of the anger, get rid of all the toxicity, including toxic people. Just get rid of all of that. So that way you, your soul can take flight. So that was just something I thought was pretty interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. It's definitely how it goes. Better, more you let go of, the more you move on, the more likely you're to fly through life, right? And it was really nice because the elder came back and apologized and gave me a deer antler, which is really big honor because deers are the sign of humility and things like that. And yeah, it was it was a beautiful thing. So it all worked itself out. So just trust in the crow, <laughs> trust in the raven. Trust in the beautiful. crow. Yeah, trust it. Beautiful. All right. So now. This week's reading. Yeah, so these are the tarot cards I pulled for this week. This is very much Venus in Leo. <laughs> Isn't it, though? Mm -hmm. Look at that. Nine of Pentacles, very much, like I said, performer. <clears throat> um, Venus, this is Nine of Pentacles. Uh, and this is a, a clearly an image of a feminine person um, that looks like they're in front of a crowd or something. It gives very much the illusion of that. And it's about the illusion. It's about the performance. And it's also about the skills to do that. Okay, the resources to do that. And this is a reminder about your own performance. We all perform to some degree um, in our day-to-day -day life with people we love even and with people we don't know for sure. Uh, we definitely have some performance at work, you probably act different than you act with your friends. So, you know, um, and that's all because there's certain expectations, right? And so that, that's what this is a reminder of, of what mask are you wearing? What performance are you putting on? What, what are you performing? And it's interesting because the next card kind of reminds me of Pluto and Mars together. <laughs> um, sure does wow okay so this is uh 
this is this is the seven of swords this is very much about somebody not being very honest um somebody taking something that is not theirs somebody being toxic um because i feel like swords are about thoughts so it's not always about something physical that's being stolen sometimes it can be like toxic behavior around your thoughts you know manipulating your thoughts because that's what this sailor is doing right he's taking swords that are not his and in the cards uh swords represent thoughts and so he's manipulating the thought okay so this card is very much about you know if you think a person is toxic in your life they probably are hmm. okay and so just watch out on the days that I talked about that. And, you know, be, sometimes we just have to not, not give in to that energy, um, not engage. Uh, some of the best ways to piss off a narcissist is to ignore them. Oh. Try it. It's hilarious. <laughs> um, and so, you know, I'm just saying, watch out for those toxic people in your lives in your life, especially those manipulating things, including your thoughts. And going forward in our future, which I think this is a great card to have after that. This is the page of swords. This is the this is where we own our thoughts. We take our power back. This is where we stand in our power and we do it in a very spiritual yet uh, grounded way. In other words, we take our power back. Um, this card is very much about taking your power back. It's very much about having your thoughts together, knowing exactly you're gaslighting me, and I know for sure, and that's what this is about. This is about you standing up for yourself and saying, that's not true, or you're gaslighting me, or whatever you, maybe you just ignore them. Could just be that simple. And, um, you know, so remember, my friends, remember your performance, remember the things you do to perform and the different faces that you wear and in all the different situations in your life and going forward, you know, beware of Pluto and Mars, of the controller, of the person manipulating thoughts or taking things that are not theirs. Um, that's pretty much what this is about. But know that going forward, even if you do have a person like that, that you can take your power back. You have the power within you. It's in your hand. All you have to do is take it. And that's exactly what this card is. It's a reminder to take your power back. Wow, what a cool reading. <laughs> I'm always fascinated how the reading reflects and fills in or, you know, like reflects the reading with the astrology with yeah, the astrology with the astrology and, and the animal uh medicine as well and it's always fascinating how it all seems to weave together exactly yeah. beautiful fascinating stuff all right my friends well i hope you um enjoyed this week's astrology i'm sorry that it's a tiny bit on the later side and um enjoy your week enjoy have, your week we'll get back time. on track it's just probably because i had surgery 
So uh, we'll get back on track. And um, please like, share, or Thumbs comment, <laughs> ask questions. We love you. Yeah, let us know what's going on in your chart. If you have any questions, we'd love to know. Uh -huh. All right, my friends. Have Bye. a good one. Thank you for listening to this week's Soul Astrology and subscribing, liking, sharing, and reviewing. We hope you enjoy this dose of Soul Astrology and encourage you to embrace the week ahead with an open mind and heart so that you may integrate the deepest of lessons from the stars. Take a moment to step outside and honor the planet, stars, and moon in the sky with your heart. Integrate the messages that resonate and leave the rest for someone else. We deeply appreciate each and every one of you. Always remember that you are a perfectly unique human with an exclusive star map of your destiny, your soul purpose, and your heart's desire. Thank you again for tuning in to Rainbow Soul.